Thank you, Sister Cassie. You slipped out of here so quick. Uh, I think she pushed the button and she walked away and it just kept playing. <laughs> That's all right. You won't be slipping away when I have you speaking sometime next year. Don't worry, I'll play. Then Sister Ruth break it down with the Espanol. I was going to translate in English. Galatians 6, verse 6 through 10, a very familiar passage of Scripture we, we have uh, heard, we're familiar with, but I feel like this is what God laid on my heart. Actually, it was a couple of things, and one of them just didn't feel right. And so I trust that this is what the Lord desired to minister in the house today. Galatians 6, uh, beginning at verse 6, let him who is taught the word, when we taught the word today, when we taught the word on Wednesday, this is the master walked down those steps to teach the word last Sunday. She said next time she walked down, she's just going to just walk and she's just going to stop right here. She picked on me in the office, so I had to get her back. <laughs> Verse 6 said, let him who is taught in the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that, will, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will bleed. No, I didn't say that. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit, capital S, reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And I think that word this morning just took care of that. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to how many? Ah, okay. Especially to those who are of the household of faith. Our key scriptures is, is verse 9. And let us not grow. I love that word the New King James put in there, grow weary. It, 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 it's something that happens over time. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall, somebody say shall, shall reap if we do not lose heart. And I want to speak to you from this passage of Scripture. I don't have a title uh, this morning or this afternoon or whatever time it is. I could say tonight, but that's when I finish. So um, we, we, I don't have a title. I kind of feel in the same uh, mode as Sister Ruth Jackson's that. I don't, I don't think we're going to be swinging from the chandeliers. 
We can't do that because there's no such thing as chandeliers. Uh, from the chandeliers, um, but I do believe God wants to to do something in this body. So let's see what the Lord would have. Let's bow heads and pray over the word. Matter of fact, Reverend Massey, if you would pray over the word. Yes, yes, sir. Then he prayed this morning in corporate prayer. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence that I feel. Anoint the man of God as he brings forth what you have given him. Lord, we want to receive it into our spirit to change, God, the way we think. Bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands as you've been seated in Jesus' name. And let's clap our hands and thank Brother Hildebrand for getting us nice and cool in here. I don't know what the electric bill is going to be, but we clap you for the coolness and stuff. <laughs> I'm really going to get the chills when I see the electric bill. <laughs> that is a good man. You hear me? He is, he is top notch in my book. Love that man. There's not many like him. His wife goes, shoot, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Galatians 6 and, and, and verse 6. Here, the, the scriptures, uh, it is interesting. I am finding, finding out a lot of times when, you, when God lays something on your heart and you just can't read the, the scripture that the Lord gave you, when you go back and look at everything, there are some things that are there. Verse 9 was really what the Lord was dealing with me about is by being weary, and we'll talk about that, and that's where we're going to center everything around, and this is how we're going to close this service today. But verse 9, I mean verse 6, I I went back and, and read this. It said, let him who is taught, and it's talking about mankind, and understand he's talking to the church of Galatai, and he's talking to people that are born again of the water and of the spirit, and this is why I love the people that we put before you. They know how to teach you the word of God. They know how to break down the word. You cannot say that you're not taught in this place. We're not teaching from somebody else. We research and God deal with us. Let him who is taught, him that is instructed. It also means him that allow the sounds of the word to get down in their ears. Let him who is taught the one that is instructed. Let him taught the word. The word is the Logos word, Logos. That is taught the sayings of God. So you that are taught the sayings of God, let them share. The word share means let them communicate. Let them commune. 
in all good things. And so good things, when you look that up, it really don't give you a definition. So you have to go to the word and interpret. The good thing is simply the word of God. All of God's word is good. That's why the scripture said, for him that knoweth to do good and do it and not, to them it is sin. And so he's saying here, let him who is taught, who is instructed, who is indoctrinated in the sayings of God, let them turn around and share in all the good things. In other words, you must turn around and what was communicated to you, you go and communicate it to somebody else. What is commune to you, 101, or in this setting, you have to take the word of God and go and do this to somebody else. This is what the disciples done. The Lord taught them. He instructed them. He indoctrinated them. And then they went out and regurgitated what God told them to somebody else. So don't tell me you can't witness. Don't tell me you can't teach somebody a Bible study. Don't tell me you can't share the word of the living God. So here he's telling them this. Boy, do I need my glasses. Let him who is taught in the word communicate and commune in all good things with him who teaches. And so just as I am standing here teaching and sharing the word of God with you, you can in turn go and do the same thing. God can anoint you just like he anoints me. That's what he's doing with Brother Gaza when he's teaching online. He's teaching the word of God. And so even though he's teaching online, the same anointing is resting on him that God is allowing to rest on me. So watch this here. So he said this here. Do not be deceived. God bless you. Do not be misled. Do not fool yourself, he's saying. God is not mocked. God would not be ridiculed. God would not be made fun of. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And so when we sow something, sowing something takes work. It takes a made-up mind. You are investing in something. You are laboring. And so I don't know anything about farming. This is why I shop at Walmart and in ATB and Sam's. And if I come to your house, I shop in your refrigerator. Some of you don't even have a refrigerator. But anyway, I'm, I'm just picking. If, if you're going to sow something, then on your part, there has to be 
an investment. You just can't throw the seed on top of the ground. You got to prepare the ground in order to receive the seed. And once you prepare the ground, the labor, the work, the effort to make sure it's right, then you can put the seed in the ground. Then you may have to cover the seed up. But you are sowing. You are investing. You are laboring. And I remember in the military when I first joined the Air Force, we was in basic training. And they gave us a little sewing kit. Why did they do that? I don't know. But some of those guys was good. And they were guys then. Uh, they was pretty good. If a button come off your shirt or something like that, you had extra buttons. But friend, you just couldn't tell the sewing kit, hey, sew this button on. You had to thread that needle. Anybody try to thread a needle? It took some concentration. You looking at this needle and you trying to put some thread in there. And then when you get the little thing in there, you have to tie it on there. And that's not where it begins. And then you got to take this and do all this stuff to try to sew a button on, I just go to a seamstress. So if you're sewing and you're thinking in the natural, you are laboring, you are investing, and God said whatever man sowed, whatever you labor in, whatever you invest in, whatever you put all your effort in, that he will also Reap. Now, there's a point he's trying to make here. Verse 8. For he who sows to the flesh, the cardinal mind, what your flesh desire, and you make that a priority, will of the flesh, will of carnality, you'll reap corruption. Now, you got to understand what that word corruption means. The world would tell us the number one priority is to make sure that this flesh, whatever this mind desire, can have whatever it desire, and you'll work hard to make sure it come to pass. And so if you sow to the flesh, if you invest and you labor to the flesh, you'll reap of the flesh. And maybe judgment won't come in your lifetime. And you will enjoy all the luxuries of the world. But in the end, the Bible said it's going to lead to corruption. We got to watch what we're sowing into, man. I feel the Holy Ghost. You got to sow into the right thing. So the word corruption simply means this. Destruction. To destroy, to perish. In other words, in the end, you'll lose your spiritual relationship with God. You will not make it to the kingdom of God because the end of the flesh is to lose out with God Almighty. 
So let's look at this corruption these people are sowing. It's amazing when you look at people in the world. Don't envy what they have. If God is not a priority in their life, and it seems like they're accumulating, and they have, and you don't have, that's why David said, I, I, my feet had almost slipped until I went into the sanctuary and somebody ministered the word of God, and then I knew their end. Luke chapter 16. I'm going to begin at verse 14 through 18, The Sister Madeline's going to pick up. You know this story, but this is what I feel from the Lord. Because God's going to do something. Just, just stay with me. We have got to the, to the crust of being weary. Luke 16 and verse 14. Very interesting. We don't have time to read the scriptures that precede this. Now, the Pharisees, then watch this here. The Pharisees, they were, <laughs> man, they, 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 they was the strictest set out there. You know the story. They believed in, in living the law to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. But the Lord is about to call them out. Now, the Pharisees, notice this word, who were lovers of money. It's all right to have money, but money cannot be your priority. It cannot be your number one love. I don't know why God is having me in the ministry this, this today, but, but I'm going to stay with this. God knew their heart. Watch this here. Who was lovers of money also heard all the things what things that preceded this? And they derailed him. They ridiculed him. They mocked him. They, they, they tried to make fun, but the Lord nailed their spiritual backside. Verse 15. And he said to them, you are those who justified yourself before men. You have excuses all the time. And you always going about making sure that you're looking right in the sight of man. You work hard for the accolades of man, for the compliments of man. But he said this, but God knows your heart. God knows what's on the inside of you. God knows your true motive. God knows everything about you. You may fool man by justifying and, and lifting yourself up, but God sees the heart. Boy, this would have been easy to jump off and go somewhere else. Because I felt like God did lay in my heart and come together that there's some people that God wants to use, but your motives are not right. Why you want to be used of God? You ever wonder why God never used the servant of Elijah? Well, he really told it on himself when Elijah, or Elijah refused to take what Naaman was going to give. 
This is why God never used to serve it. Motives was wrong. But this is why God can use this man of God. Motives are right. God sees motives. And some of us he can't use because your motives are wrong. We keep going. He, he sees the heart. He said, for what is highly esteemed among men, uh-oh, is an abomination in the sight of God. I don't care if mankind ever packed me on the back. If I ever fit in or blend in, it does not matter because what mankind esteem and when they lift us up, it is an abomination unto God Almighty because man didn't create us. Man didn't die for us. Man didn't share his blood for us. Man didn't open the door for us. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, don't be trying to be like everybody else. Don't try to blend in. Being a chameleon in church, we lift our hands and we lift our voice, but out there in the world, we don't even want them to know that we're a child of God. He said, the law and the prophets were unto John. Watch this here. Now, he says something here. He's talking to these Pharisees. It's amazing. When he said, ah, let me just keep going. Since the time, since that time, let me go back. The law and the prophets was unto John. John dealt with some things. The forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached. The kingdom of God is the sovereignty of God. It's the power of God. It's the rulership of God. It's God's domain. It's God's dominion. It is God's rulership. It's pointing towards God. If you notice the message this morning, it points you towards God. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. Listen, friend, you can't put it on cruise control to press into the kingdom of God. You can't do it to get into the kingdom of God, to get into God's sovereignty and God's will and God's plan and God's purpose. If, if you're going to submit to God, you got to press yourself to a place that you're willing to submit to whatever God is asking you to do. But if you're going to be nonchalant about your relationship with God, there's other things that's going to pull on you. I was, I was loading my GX the, the, the other day, and this is one time I missed having a truck. And, and I was putting some things in there, and I had to make sure I get the things that my wife said that she wanted. That was the most important. Took up all the space. So there, I didn't want to make another trip. And so I, I got that stuff in there, and I'm looking, and I got one more bag. 
B- believe me, if I would have took it to Salvation Army somewhere, it, w- it could be three or four weeks from now. I'm missing one bag. Did you see that bag? You know that bag is that? My old nature come up on me, and I had to rebuke that lying spirit. <laughs> so I, I didn't have that much room, but I seen a little space. And I said, if you're going to be blessed, bag, and make this trip, and I ain't got to come back, I'm going to press you in here. And so I, I got that bag in. I slammed that door so quick. But I, I pressed it in there. Listen, I, I, I don't want to be left behind. I don't want the end of my life, and I don't make it to the kingdom of God. So whatever I got to do to press my way into the kingdom of God, then that's what I'm going to do. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Press yourself to be in prayer meeting. Press yourself to be in the house of God. Press yourself to lift your hands and to praise him. Press yourself to pray and get a hold of God. He said people are pressing their way into the kingdom. And he's talking to these Pharisees. And watch this next scripture. It seemed like it's out of nowhere. Remember in verse 16. I think it was verse 16. It said that God knew their hearts. Even though they justify everything to man, God knew their heart. The Lord has a way of just slapping somebody, and they don't know that they've been slapping until they look in the mirror. They got this big handprint right there. The next scripture said it's here. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away for one tittle of the law to fail. And somebody taught on this. I, I, I don't know who it was. The word tittle means it can be a certain line or, let me go take care of this. That baby needs salvation right now. I come out of all type of candy. So that tittle means one letter in the law. Heaven and earth would pass before one letter in the law would fail to come to pass. And if God said, whatsoever a man reap, I mean, whatsoever a man sow, he meant it, that he will reap. Whatever the word of God says, there, there's not, it's not going to fail. It will come to pass. Then when he said this, it was a setup. He was setting them up. Look at the next scripture. Whosoever divorced his wife's wife, singular, and marries another, commits adultery. And whosoever married her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. I read that. I go, you going along this line and you threw this there. It seemed like you're just throwing everything off. Uh-uh, remember, the Bible said God knew their And then they pride themselves on obeying the law. And the Lord just said, you know, hey, I, you, you know, heaven and earth, we passed before one, one, one 
letter in the law before it fell. Now, I, I went back and looked at a few scriptures. I didn't feel like doing a whole big study on this subject here. There are some reasons where the Bible permits you to divorce and to remarry. I feel, I studied, that's, that's, that's what I feel. But here, the Lord didn't go into any details because the problem that some of the Pharisees had, he addressed it somewhere else, is that they divorced for any reason. And they justified in the sight of men. And what is esteemed by man is an abomination to the Lord. And some of them there had divorced just because they didn't want to be with that one anymore and they wanted to marry somebody else. And the Lord said, it doesn't matter how you justify it because the word of God will not fail. Man, God just said, and their eyes just got crossed. But he didn't stay there. He let him know, you're not getting away with this. There are reasons you can't divorce. But they didn't have the reasons to divorce. And again, they justified it. And mankind, their peers were saying, you all right, man, it's okay and stuff. Because it was accepted. But what's accepted by man may not be accepted by God. And while I'm here, I might as well stay here. Homosexuality may be accepted by mankind. But in the word of God, in the sight of God, it's still wrong. If you're a lesbian, you're wrong in the sight of God. You can be delivered. If you're transgender, you're wrong. And just because mankind esteem it doesn't make it right. We are people of God, and we stand on the word of God. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Again, I told you when I had that slight conversation, and they tell me, you, you, well, you know, I, I'm not going to judge them because I don't want them to judge me even though I don't agree with it. Man, I, I said, man, I can't be in that position. When God move on me to deal with it, I will deal with it because they need to know that you can be delivered. Somebody say amen. Homosexuality is a spirit. It is a spirit that comes from the pits of hell. Well, Bishop, we can't reach him. No, no, no. If they want to be reached like the man of Gadara had a legion of demons in him, it didn't stop him from getting to God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. We will not shut our mouth. All right, let me get back on subject here. So here. We're still dealing with whatsoever man sows that he will reap. When you sow to carnality and pleasing the flesh, and that is your number one priority, and just because judgment has not came, and you feel like it's all right and God is secondary, in the end, you will lose out. On making it to the kingdom of God. You better hear the word of the Lord today. Listen, I pray to God all of you would be millionaires. 
because that means more tithes coming in. It doesn't mean that it's going in my pocket because that's why we have a church in Nigeria. That's why we have churches in South America. Somebody say amen. That's why we can help in Tampa, Florida. We can help in Mexico. And God knows what we've done to the church over there. So it's not the pad to pass the pocket. But if you want to, you can. Anyway. And so you, the, the Lord's going to make a point here. Now watch this here. Let's pick it up, Sister Madeline. And thank you for reading. I was looking to see if Mike Truck was out there. It's dirty. You need to wash it. Uh, <laughs> let's pick up that next scripture, Sister Madeline. Watch this here. Still Luke 16. Very next scripture after that one I just read, I think. There was, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously some every day. So this, this dude had it. Now listen, it's all right to be blessed. It's all right to have finances. I don't believe this poverty junk. That just contradicts everything in the word of God. People taking the vow of poverty. Now, when, when you get your check, I'm coming to get it. When you go to the restaurant, as soon as the food gets there, just call me and my family. We'll box it up. Poverty, man, we'll leave you the bread that they bring out there. And one stick of butter. I don't know if people say that, but boy, they, anyway, we keep going. Uh, w- wait a minute. So, first, something's every day. It's, it's all right to be blessed by God. But God knows the heart. That's, that's the point I'm dealing with today. And so they, they had everything. This guy had it. Never went through any difficult times in his life. And to him, he was all right. Now watch this here. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid out at his gate. Desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. You know, so, so Lazarus, man, he was, he was just asking for what fell from the rich man's table. He was deprived of some things. But one thing Lazarus didn't do, he was sitting there, he was a beggar. It didn't say he was a thief. It didn't say he was a robber. It didn't say he was a liar. If God didn't give it to him... Hey, he was there and he asked, but he did not break the law to get what he needed. Man, I feel God. So even though he didn't have what everybody else had, he sold seeds in the right thing. He sold in obeying the kingdom of God. Now watch this here. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. So he had to do something right. At the end of his life, he had sold in the spirit. And at the end of his life, the spirit, he reaped everlasting life. You got to understand what you're sowing in. We got to sow in the right field. We got to sow in the right thing. Oh, the bishop's going to minister a little bit because God has something for this body. Now, watch this here. The rich man also died and was buried. And notice the terminology. One was carried and one was buried. 
you know, what are they, they going to do with all this stuff they accumulated? I, I am, I'm learning. I mean, I don't have a bank account Sister Ruth Jackson have. I don't even have a bank account my wife has. She said it's ours. <laughs> but I'm the one always spending. Let me minister here right here a little bit. I think about some of the stories Sister Ruth tell when she was in doing her uh, residency. People saving up all their lives. And then this man is ready to retire. Retired. Had an RV. Is going to travel the world. Never been sick. And he walks in and, and gets checked. If I'm not mistaken, had a tumor on the brain. Two weeks later. And so I, 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 I have an internal dilemma. You know, I, I got policies on me. If, if, if I die, my wife, she'll be taken care of. Don't poison my food. Um, <laughs> she looked at me like this. She'll be taken care of. If she go before me. I got her checking accounts and all that stuff so I know how to get the money. <laughs> I promised girls I would share it with you because she always telling me I'm saving this for the girls. She don't care about me, but she's saving it for them. <laughs> I am telling the truth in this place right now. <laughs> and so I'm thinking if, if something happened, the Lord said I have a long life. And... Uh, I'm thinking when my time come and I have accumulated, I never enjoyed what, what God has given. And I can hear Sister Ruth's voice, Dad, you're a cheapskate. <laughs> oh, Dad, you, you have the money. You know, and I'm getting to a place now, you know what? If there's something out there uh, and the Lord has blessed and God is number one in my life, then I might as well spend it. I don't want to leave everything to Sister Hannah Jackson. <laughs> this man, one was carried and the other one was buried. Watch this here. And being in torments and Being Hades, in what? Torments. Ah, watch this here. In Hades. And we learn it from Brother Sackler. It's the place of the departed where the people have departed. One having no party down there, rich man. Watch this here. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now watch this here. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have then he said, He said, what, Father? Abraham. And, and he had what? <laughs> Many sons. I'm one of them. So let's just praise the Lord. <laughs> We're too poor to say in the church I grew up in. But anyway, let's keep going. Watch this here. Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Ah. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. 
and cool my tongue. Watch this here. For I am tormented in this flame. Watch this here. Next scripture. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. Oh, so you, you sowed seeds to the flesh in your lifetime. You never seen anything bad. You never faced adversity. So you had it then. But the end, whatsoever man sow, that shall he also reap. And he said, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. And at the end, you'll reap corruption. Friend, don't be a part of this congregation and put the world first. And in the end, you lose out with God. We got to sow in the right field. Watch this here. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. And it mean, evil means he was just deprived of some things. Watch this here. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. Oh, man. You know why? He sowed to the wrong thing. Now, watch this here. For he who sows to the flesh, going back to Galatians 6 and 8, will of the flesh callingly, the call to mind. Notice he's talking to the church. People that are born again of the water and of the spirit. Because the enemy will have us to pursue whatever make this flesh happy. And God is secondary. And the enemy will make sure that you get everything you are pursuing and try to have God into God also. You can't love God and mammon. You can't have them both. It's either God or it's the world. The Bible said, he will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit, the mind of Christ, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the presence of God dwells on the inside of you. You have the mind of Christ. When you sow to the mind of Christ, when you submit to the will of God, when you do things that's not popular to man, but is pleasing in the sight of God, you will of the Spirit reap eternal life. We're going to make it. We may not be liked by mankind. We may not be popular. But when we sow to the Spirit, in the end, we'll make it to the kingdom of God. And friend, I don't want to be lost. So let's look at this principle here. Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So I, I don't have time to read everything that precedes that. Peter turned to him. Because the Lord said, it's hard for a rich man to enter to the kingdom of God. The reason why? Because he trusted those riches. We got people right here now, people watching on live stream. You trust what you have in your bank account. You trust what you can do by your arm. And it was talked about today. Your total trust must be in God. As long as you have, you think you're going to be all right. But God has said something that money cannot take care of. So here, 
They, they, they were shocked when he said that. He, he says, easy for a camel to go through an island, neither for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And then Peter begins to examine something. He said, Lord, we have left what? All. Say it again. And, and, and followed you. Now, some people think we leave all, that God just, he's not going to let us enjoy anything in life. That's not true. I enjoy Whataburger. I water sizing. Two slices of bacon. Two slices of Monterey Jack on Texas toast with a dye lemonade for my wife. She's watching her figure. Me, I'm just watching. Let's keep going. See, we left all. Watch this here. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who left. There, there, there is what? No one. How many? No one. So that, somebody said that, that means me. Now some of you are scared to say it. I'm not setting you up. That means me. <laughs> there, there is no one. Watch this here. Who has left house uh-huh. or brothers or uh-huh. sisters mm-hmm. or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the Gospels. For my sake, if, if something came along in the Word, and the Word tell you, you have to separate. Some of us, God has been trying to separate us from our families because they don't see the things the way we see it. And, 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 and that it bothers our spirit. It grieves our spirit. But we say that's family. Hey, if they're going to get something according to the word of God, you need to separate yourself. You need to leave them. We say, Bishop, you believe in breaking up family? No, sir. No, ma'am. But I don't believe in somebody dragging us to hell neither. Somebody say Amen. I used to hear this saying growing up, too much of the Bible make you crazy. Not enough of the Bible send you to hell. Somebody say amen. Too much of the word of God don't make you crazy. If it's rightly divided, it makes you a child of God. Oh, man. Watch this here. So no one that's left all this stuff for my sake and the gospel. Watch this here. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now? Ho, ho, ho. Who shall not what? Receive. How much? A hundredfold. When? Now. When? Now. Say it again. Now. Is that not the word? Not, not one tittle, not one letter of the alphabet of the law is going to fail. Friend, that's the word of God. And so we're going to stand on God's word. If God is first in our life and we're soaring in the spirit, then God will make sure whatever we need and whatever we desire to a certain point, we will have. There's somebody that's going to give a testimony. They're going to give a testimony. It's going to be powerful. And it comes and it covers this. A hundredfold now, now. Let's keep going. Watch this now and what? In this time. And, and, and what? This time. this time. Isn't it nice if you drive that nice expedition that you have? Amen. This time. Watch this here. This time we can have what? 
Houses. Houses. Well, we only got one, so I think we'll get some more. Houses, watch this here. And brothers and sisters. You are my brothers from another mother. You are my sisters because we come from the same blood. And so what I may not have in the natural, God has given you in the spiritual. Houses and brothers and sisters. And watch this here. And mothers. We got some mothers in here. Ain't that right, sister daughters? We got, we got some mothers in Israel in here. We have some. Sister Reed, you're a mother in Israel. We, we got some in here. It, I, you know, I can't see my glasses off. If I miss, miss your name, don't get mad at me. Well, I'm a mother too. I've been around this thing a long time. Well, then you understand I can't see without my glasses on. <laughs> Watch this here. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers. Is Sister Madeline here? I don't want to miss her. I don't want to see no Bible come flying up here. All right, I'm, I'm good. Mothers and brothers and sisters, and watch this here. And children. Uh-huh. And lands. Watch this here. With persecution. With what? Persecution. Where do you think the persecution is coming from? It ain't coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. And he'll try to use that to pull you out of God's hand. No matter what persecution you go through, keep sowing in the spirit. And what's going to happen in what? And in the age to come. In the age to come. In the time to come. What? Eternal life. Eternal life. When it's all said and done, when we have sown in the spirit, we're going to reap eternal life. We're going to make it to the kingdom of God. But you got to know where you're sowing. Now, I went through all that, and I'm trying to get to, to my point. This is a problem. When you study... You find stuff that don't go along with what God is telling you, but you're going to make it go along. We're going to press that scripture in there, and it's going to work in Jesus' name. Just like that stuff my wife had me to get. And then, listen, we're getting there. We're going to go to verse 9. And then, you know, when I was coming back early that morning, I said, just, just let me just be a good husband right, right now. And so my wife was probably praying playing like she was sleeping when I left that morning. And she said, Lord, you know, in this lifetime, I love those pancakes from Bill Miller's. So I went and got in the line, and Bill Miller's waited for a while. When I walked in with the stuff, she just looked. But when I said, hey, I got these pancakes, man, she had that big Kool-Aid smile on her face and everything. <laughs> said, you're going to help me? I'm eating right now. And I'm just picking Watch this here. So he said this here. When you're sowing into the spirit, you are laboring. You're not coasting. You are investing. It is work. Submitting to the word of God and living for God and fighting of all the distractions that come around us. And this is where I feel like the Lord told me, that this body is at. I was sitting at my desk, and I know I need to study, but I got sleepy sitting there at the desk. So I, I put on my, my Christian music mixed with some other music. But no, I put on my Christian music. And 
put my feet up on the desk. I said, let me medicate a little bit before I try to study. And I just got there more sleepier. I think I woke myself up snoring. But I need to study. I said, God, what, what is going on here? God said, I'm letting you feel where the body is, is at right now. See, the people are weary. He said, they're giving everything, but they're weary. And the Lord said, I want to minister to the body. And watch this here. He said, let us not grow weary, weak, or frail in heart. And, and a lot of it was addressed this morning. Uh, our heart is our mind, weak in our mind. Sister Ruth Jackson, that word means hopelessness. And let us not grow weary. Let us not grow hopelessness or exhausted while doing good. What good are we doing? We're obeying the Word of God to the best of our ability. We're submitting to the Word when it's not popular. We're obeying God when it's not going to allow us to fit in or be a part of the crowd. We're obeying God and we're going to be ridiculed. And sometimes we say, is it ever going to stop? That's why some people say, well, I can go to this church and be a part of this congregation, and I can live the way I want to live. And you'll never grow weary because you're not doing good. So he said, let us not grow weary, weak, or frail in mind, hopelessness, exhausted while doing good. For in due season, at that appointed time, we shall reap, we shall reap the harvest if we do not lose heart. Whatever promise God has given you, whatever promise God has made, and even though it has not come to pass, don't stop doing what's right in the sight of God. Because in due season, you shall reap, you shall get the promise if you faint not. And some of us are weary. We're saying we're doing all this for now. I don't see anything happening in my life. And God said, the people are weary. You remember that tongue's interpretation came. I don't know if it was due to Sister Kristen. Uh, I don't know if it was prophecy. I, I, I don't know that people are watching us. And they said that the burden is too heavy. And they want this body to fail. They want us to break up under the weight. They want us to get weary and say, this is enough. I'm not going any farther. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I say to you, Spirit, God has already given the answer. And it's not going to happen. It is not going to wear us down. And we're not going to get weary and bag out of the fight. It's not going to happen. I, I got to get to a point. We got to do something here. We have to do it. We, we have to do it. Now watch this here. Let's not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, 
Let us do good to all. Good is living the word of God and sharing God's word to all. Not just people of the household of faith. Let us do good to all. That means your co-workers. That means your neighbors. That means the people you bump into in the store. And when you're out and God move on you, do good to all. What is that good? It is communicating. It is communing what you have been taught about God Almighty. Now watch this here. Let us uh, we have opportunity to do good to all, especially those in the household of faith. Now, watch this here. There will be times and seasons when we feel like we, we just can't go any farther. Sister Ruth Jackson, you said it today. And supernaturally, when we get to this point, and some of you are here, God will intervene and strengthen us to continue on our journey of doing good. God is not going to lift it off of us, the burden of submitting to the Word of God. But supernaturally, God is going to strengthen us to continue to do good. And strength is coming to this body today. Let me say it again. Strength is coming to this body today. We're going to do good. We're going to submit to the word of God. We're going to do what's right. So let me show you in the word. The Lord had to face the same thing. You, you said when you begin to praise him, you don't know how it happened, where it came from, but God showed up. And that's what the Lord had told me today. They're not going to know where it's going to come from. We'll know where it comes from. But you're not going to see it with your natural eye. But God said, I'm going to strengthen somebody today. You don't think when you hear this news, what you're doing for God and for the kingdom and the way you pray and the way you intercede, you don't think the enemy wants you to think, my goodness, Lord, I've been praying. Why? The enemy wants to say, why, why is this happening? What's the use of it? But it ain't no happen. Even in this tragedy, and, we, and we're going to continue to pray, God's going to strengthen you. He needs you to always obey God when you have the opportunity. God needs us to fulfill the journey that he has us on as a body. There are more churches we got to be a part of. There are more nations we got to reach. Watch this here. Sister Madeline's going to read. It's in Luke, where is it at? Luke something. Luke 22, 39 to 44. All right, now watch this here. Coming out. He went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. So he was accustomed to having this secret place to pray, and his disciples followed him. Now watch this here. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Now, I, I explained this a while back. He said it for two reasons. He said it to them as an example. A temptation is... The enemy trying to entice you to give you a reason to fail. And that temptation may be a part of the mind. 
So he said, pray that you enter not into temptation. So he said, I'm going to show you an example. The journey he was on, the will of God he had to do, he had to do good. He knew it was God's will to go and give his life. But if he did not pray, temptation would have said, hey, you're God in flesh. You could come up with a different way. You don't have to go through this, but prayer. Man, I feel God. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We got to go to God in prayer. And there's going to be a supernatural strength that's going to happen in prayer. Now watch this here. Let's read the rest of this. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take Father. this cup away from me. They say it like this. Father, go ahead. <laughs> if it is your will. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Not my will, but yours be done. Now, in different gospels, they have more details. It's just one simple prayer. There was a battle going on in the mind. And when he thought about it, and he understood the price he was going to have to pay, he began to wrestle with the will of God. Is it worth it? Should I do it? Should I go through with it? Just like some of you, should, should I obey God's word? And everybody look at me a little bit different because I don't fit in. Should I separate myself? Do I have to live this type of life when I see everybody else and see like they have God and they have fun too? But what they don't know, what they sow in the flesh, they will reap. But what you sow in the spirit, you're going to reap. Now watch this here. So he had to pray. Then an angel. Then, then what? An angel. Who? An angel. Have it? Now, I know asking if I've seen an angel. Y'all probably tell me all type of stuff you've seen. And those people that seen angels ain't here anymore. Anyway, then an angel, let's keep going. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven. From where? Heaven. Ah, from the expansion above the earth. And what happened? Strengthening him. Ah, when he was struggling with obeying and fulfilling the will of God. He went to prayer that he would not give in into temptation. And when he got to the place physically, he couldn't pray anymore. He couldn't go anymore. He had given everything he could in prayer. Then God sent an angel. And an angel strengthened him. And when an angel gave him strength, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Look what happened in the next scripture. And being in agony. And being in agony. He prayed more earnestly. He prayed what? 
More earnestly. You know why? Because he got a supernatural strength that came from God, not to take it away, to give him the strength to continue on to fulfill the will of God. I'm sorry, God is not going to lift anything off you today, but God is going to strengthen you that you will not be weary in well-doing. I know there's people here, when my time coming, when my blessing comes, I'm living for God in vain. You're not living for God in vain. You keep sowing into the Spirit. In due season, you're going to reap. And I know some of you don't have strength, but hear me in the Holy Ghost. Your strength is on the way. Let me say it again. Your strength is on the way. Oh, the enemy don't like it. We're not going to slow down. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to lay down. Come on, somebody. God's going to give us the strength. I'm getting there. Now, watch this here. Uh, he, he began to pray. What, what happened? He prayed more earnestly. What else? Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Oh, the only reason why... He was able to push and go forward because there was a supernatural strength that came. And I'm telling you, God's going to do it today. In Luke 23, verse 26, the Lord understand that there are times because he experiences himself physically when you have gone as far as you can. And, and I wasn't catching what God was trying to tell me because my oldest daughter, we talked a few times, and she said, Dad, for some reason, I, I just don't understand. I'm just tired, just, just tired. And listen, she's not just a good teacher. She is in, in, in her school district because Sister Raquel teaches too. In her school district, she's the best teacher. In Sister Raquel's school district, she's the best teacher. Huh? She's married to a good teacher, he said. That's what you said? Let, 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 me, let me interpret some more. What else? <laughs> and she said, Dad, I just don't know. Something just seemed different. And, you know, there's times she just want to go home and, and sleep. And, and I know her. And those kids love Everybody loves Sister Hannah. And then she just be abusing those kids and they love her. <laughs> no, no, she don't. They, they love her. I mean, they bring things to her. Anytime holidays come, she's getting all type of gift certificates and all that type of stuff. She can take us out, but she don't. But she can take us out. <laughs> and what, what's, what she's not... And, and I want gratitude to the Lord told me. She said, what, what she's feeling is this weariness that the enemy is trying to bring. If it can affect her there, it's going to spill over into the spirit where we want to just give up and throw our hands up in the air. But I'm telling the enemy, it won't work. It just won't work. Somebody's strength is coming today. Now, the man Christ Jesus, Brother Massey, 
I remember one time, Brother Mark, I, I walked in the office, and I looked at Sister Morales. I said, what's, what's wrong with you? She said, my husband. I said, besides that, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, she said, she said, I'm just tired. I'm just, and I asked her. I figured out why she was tired. And I said, go home. Man, I said that. She left me sitting in her office. She was out the door. <laughs> so she tried the next day. I said, no, you're not fooling me. You ain't tired today. <laughs> no, she told me she just didn't know why. And she was, but this, this is weariness that's coming on us. So sometime our, our body, it, it's, it's gone as far as it can go, Brother Trini. We just don't have any more strength. But we need to fulfill God's will. So it was no accident. What is that in front of the church? Maybe something I just didn't ever notice before. Oh, it's a baptismal tank. <laughs> I had flashbacks. I thought it was somebody from my neighborhood stealing something. <laughs> Believe me, they're still the baptismal tanks too. So notice this here. The Lord said, I want, I want to show you something. Sister Ruth Jackson said, it's important to be in the house of God. That, that testimony you gave would encourage somebody, Sister Vanessa. So here's Jesus. After he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he needed spiritual strength to defeat that temptation. Physically, when he was going up to Golgotha, he had no more physical strength to carry the cross. But he knew he was not going to turn his back. He willingly laid down his life. He knew it was the will of God. So the soldiers got this one guy, forgot his name. I don't think it was an accident. I believe the Lord seen somewhere in this guy hard when a brother, a sister has gone as far as they can go. Then God would send another brother, a sister besides you to help you carry that load in order for you to fulfill the will of God. And so here it is. They grabbed him, and the man carried a cross on his back. It's not like he just picked it up and said, man, I can, I can handle it. It was heavy for him too. But it allowed the Lord to fulfill the will of God, to continue his journey. Strength is coming today. So the journey that God have you on and while you're waiting because your promise have come to pass, God's going to give you strength not to get weary, to give up on that thing. You're going to keep praying. You're going to keep praising. You're going to keep worshiping. You're going to keep believing God. I'm just about there. I, I'm, I'm just about there. Sister Ruth, if you come and get ready to strum here. In Psalms 23, verse 1 through 3, this is where I, I obeyed the Lord. The Bible said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The shepherd's going to make sure that the sheep have everything that they need. And even at times when the sheep don't realize that they need it, 
God is the chief shepherd. I am the shepherd up under him for this body and the bodies that's connected. And the Lord said that there's people here don't realize what they need. They don't understand the spirits that they're battling. So he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Didn't say any pastures. Well, they're green. And green, they can graze, they can eat. They can, they can just grub. And listen, from this morning to now, let's go back to Wednesday, let's go back to Sunday, let's go back to revival. In this place has been green pastures that you can consume the Word of God. And there are times, I think it was said today, that, that we're, we're, it's not based on the emotions because emotions are going to leave you empty. It's based on substance, the Word of God. And if you eat in the green pasture, if you consume the Word of God, you find out that it'll fill and satisfy your soul. So this is where we're at. We're staying in green pastures right here. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. In other words, the waters are not trouble. And so the sheep is able to drink. And so the still water is the spirit of God Almighty that's here. Here it is. He restores my soul. And God said there's going to be a restoration of some souls being restored today. Some things going to be renewed in the house of the living God. And this must happen. And when this happens, at the end of our life, we'll have the same testimony that Paul had. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. After you read that, Sister Ruth, you can strong. This is the testimony that every one of us, we will have. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. So notice that. If you pour something out as a drink offering, you're emptying everything. You... If I'm pouring this out, I'm going to empty this bottle. Some of us, we're emptying ourselves out for the kingdom. Some. Some, we're emptying ourselves out for the world. You determine which end you're going to have. Listen to this. I'm already pouring myself out as a drink offering. Watch this here. And the time of my departure is at hand. Oh, it's time for me to get out of here. Watch this here. He knew he was about to die. I have fought the good fight. Oh, at the end, every one of us will be able to say, I have fought the good fight. And it's been a good fight. Because the enemy, he's trying, he, he, he indicates to us every time he brings something our way that we're right where we're supposed to be in God. It's a good fight. Watch this here. I have finished the race. Oh, I have what? Finished the race. I have what? Finished the race. And so that means I have held on. I didn't get weary. I didn't give up. 
I didn't get out of the race. I have stayed in the race. Anybody going to stay in the race? Man, I'm telling you. Watch this here. I have what? I have kept the faith. I have kept my faith, my confidence, my trust, my belief in God. No matter what I see with my eyes, no matter what I heard with my ears, no matter what I experienced with my body, I have kept the faith. Somebody, I come too far. Come on, somebody, to turn back now. Ah, you don't hear me. I have come too far to turn back now. I am in no ways tired. You better hear me, friend. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is no turning around. Let me tell you, it gets lonely sometimes. Friend, I have to be by myself. I can't hang around with people. But I'm not about to turn around. I'm going to stay in the fight. It's like Sister Master, sometimes God said, you got to go and minister this. And you got to deal with this. You got to take care of that. I'm thinking, God, but I'm going to do it. I'm not trying to be popular. I got to finish the race. But guess what? We all going to finish this race. We're all going to, man, finish this out. I'm trying to be quiet. You can be seated for five more minutes, just five minutes. Watch this here. Finally, there is laid up for me Uh, the crown of righteousness. Yes. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. On what day? The day that we close our eyes to this life. Friend, we're going to have what, Sister Madeline? The crown. The crown of righteousness. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead. Bro, Mike, leave her alone. We're trying to hit her up and get out of here. Let's keep going. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Ah. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. There's a lot of people, they don't love their appearing. I, I, I hear people, they go, um. Listen, I, I don't want to die before my, my time. But some people, they, they don't love his appearing because they're not living right. And so we'll do whatever the government tell us to do if God tells us different to preserve this natural life because they're not ready to meet him. Anything they tell me to do to violate the word of God, I ain't doing it. And if they want to take my life, you ain't taking my life. Because what life you try to take physically, I'm alive spiritually. And I'm going to be in the presence of God Almighty. And I'm not just saying that. I mean every word that's coming out of my mouth. If it violates the word of God or something God tell me, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what type of names they call us. I am not going to do it. I know some of you don't feel that way, but that's fine. If you don't stand now, you, you're going to be challenged, friend. And so you better pick your battles. When God, If God tells you not to do something, that means God will stand with you. 
and you're not standing by yourself. They told Paul not to preach and teach in his name. They told Paul, you don't do this. You don't. He done opposite of what they said. And look at his testimony at the end. So you can strum Sister Root. Here we are, closing. We are closing. Matthew 14, last set of scripture. And we have to do something here. How many want God to strengthen them? To finish the journey. I will not pray for God to take it away. Matthew 14 and verse 13 says like this. Thank you, Sister Mellon. You do an outstanding job in reading. Let's put our hands together for Sister Mellon. Thank you for putting that up here because I won't come back up here until we get ready to close. When Jesus heard it, he departed there by boat to a desert place by himself. Man, I'm telling you, when you submit to the word of God, you're going to have some desert places in your life. But when the multitude heard it, they followed him on foot to the cities. He led them. He was in a desert place. When you draw close to God, you're going to a desert place. I'm telling you, you're not going to be with everybody. It's not going to be like everybody else. And when Jesus went out, he saw the great multitude, a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. And if you're sick here today, God's going to heal you today. Thank you for the one, two, three yes over there. This is why we're with you, Sister Arredondo. The enemy picked on the wrong person. He picked on the wrong one. You're not carrying this by yourself. You may feel like it, but spiritually, you've got some brothers and sisters. My God. Man, I need to borrow a sister. Come here, sister boy. Spiritually. Spiritually, you got a sister. Put your arms around her. Put your arms around her. She's going to help you. We're helping you carry this. Come on, somebody. You know what the enemy want her to do is give up and blame God. And say, God, why? That's all right. Your help is on the way. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Listen. Sister Arredondo is a lady of faith. There is nothing wrong with her walk in relationship with God. Why is the delay in God lifting this off her? I don't understand. But I know one thing. She has never sown a seed to the flesh. She hasn't given up. She's sown in the spirit. The load may be heavy. But I'm going to sow in the spirit. And God not only sending this type of help of your brothers and sisters, we're praying with you and praying for you, but God's going to supernaturally give you the strength to keep going. I don't know if he's going to lift this right now. I don't know. I would love to say he would, but I know one thing. You'll be able to walk and carry it wherever you go. You're not going to give up. Come on, somebody. God may not lift it off of you today, but you'll be able to carry it. And fulfill the will of God. Man, I feel the Holy. 
Resistant training is the way you build muscles. That's why I only have five-pound dumbbells. I ain't trying to build nothing, just my ego. When I look in the mirror, I say, that mirror is lying. When Jesus, when Jesus went out, he saw them. You go ahead, stand. Uh, uh, let's go back there. Whew. We say we stand like Susan Morales running out that door. Turn that other scriptures. When Jesus went out and he saw a great multitude, he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. The sick going to be healed today. I'm telling you, they are. Watch this here. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. We're not around anybody. And the hour is already late. Man, God, I feel like God starts showing me some parallels here. This is a desert place. You guys are the only one that believe like this. You guys are the only one that live this way. You guys, man, y'all don't participate in anything. In this day and age, why are you still hanging on to some of this stuff? Times have changed. Times have changed, but the Lord said, I am the Lord. I change not. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled into heaven. I rebuke this thought, said, if you don't change, you're going to be left behind, and you're not going to reach anybody. That is a lie that comes from the pits of hell. I know we need to quit. Already late. He said, send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. You know there was apostolic. We got to have some need. You know why? Because without the food, the strength, there's no way in the world they could make it on a journey. The disciples said, send them somewhere else. I'm about to get in trouble. When I know some people going through something, Brother, Brother Mike, and I know there's people out there with expertise, and, and they got all these books these gurus wrote, even some of our people. And, and some of our people wrote them with good intentions. But that's not where we're at as a body. We're not gleaming it because they're not where we are. And what God gave them probably worked for them, but it may not work for us. Matter of fact, there's no ABC that works in every, the same in every situation. That's why I'm not going to write no books. They made me the devil I haven't met yet. <laughs> and they try some of that stuff that devil said, <laughs> Paul, I know. <laughs> Jesus, I know. That's exactly right. So he, he, he made a statement here. When it was evening, this is a desert place. Watch this here. And I was already late. Sin. The multitude of ways that they may go into the village and buy themselves food. Wait, wait a minute. Send them somewhere else to get the nourishment that they need for the body. No, I'm not sending you. We got conference junkies from one conference to another. Not sending you to a conference. Not sending you to a seminar. Not sending you to, to some other Thing that's going on. If God doesn't equip me as the man of God and this team I have to feed you, 
then you need to find yourself another shepherd in another church to attend where you can be fed. And if they're getting it from other books and people that's not in truth, you're not getting enough food to sustain you in the first place. Man, while I'm here, let me hit it. I'm not gleaning nothing out of a book from Charismatics. Nothing for John C. Maxwell. I don't care if I people take pictures with him or not. The man is not in truth, and we have never influenced him. Oh, Bishop. Bishop, you shouldn't say that. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it loud and clear. How can a person that's not in truth teach us something? And if we can't reach him, I'm not mad at, at, at him for his books and stuff he wrote. I'm really disappointed in our people that gravitate to him. Need his leadership principles. No, we need biblical leadership principles that's rightly divided. All right, I, I know some of you are ready to go home and stuff, but let me finish this out. We're not sending them anywhere. Jesus said, I, why should we send the multitude away? But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Excuse me, I would have gotten my vehicle and went down to Popeye's. If it was Tuesday, let me get 10 of your specials mild. And please don't give me the smallest bird that you killed. <laughs> and they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. Watch this here. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed it. And he broke it. I liken it down to breaking down the word. Broke it down to a place where they could consume it. And gave the loaves to who? The disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. Watch this here. And so they, how many? Eight and were what? Ah. And they took a 12 basket full of fragments that remain. In other words, everybody that's weary in this place, God's going to touch every one of you. All. So this is what we're going to do. I, I need to, I need the, the, the Joshua team to come down. And if you're married, you need to come down with your spouse. Brother Trini, I need you and your wife to come also. Brother Andrew's out. He may have been. Okay, no problem. What you you're doing sign language, I don't understand. It. He's out. All right. I was gonna have him and his wife be down. And I want y'all to spread across the front. Spread a little bit more. This is Jackson. So, what's going to happen is first, I'm going to walk across and, I, and I'm just going to pray for them. Sister Franks, your staff, you need to come. Sister Morales, you need to come. Brother Mark, you need to come with him. Come on, Sister Franks. I tell you one thing, Sister Frank, she is top notch. She is quiet. You make her mad. 
she will hurt you. She won't hurt me because she know I love her to death. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, and I'm just going to lay my hands on them, and I'm just going to go down and praying that God would strengthen them and that he would give them the strength to fulfill his will. Once I walk, and I'm just going to just, just lay hands. I can use him as an example because he ain't got no hair. It's just right there. He said, sweat him. I'm going to put it on your wife. No, no, no big deal. No, you're good. I'm just going to lay hands and stuff. That, that, that doesn't bother me for all those sitting there touching with hands. Yes, we are today. It's in the Word. No, made it work. And so God's going to give them strength. Out of nowhere, it's going to come. This weariness, it's going to leave them. They're going to fulfill God's will. And once I do that, they in turn, they're going to pray for me. And God's going to give me strength. Because, friend, there are sometimes, boy, the, the mind, you know, I, boy, there's times you think, man, I can go out and get a job in dealing with these people. And I love you people, the ones that love me. <laughs> but I know this is what I'm called to do. And sometimes Sister Melissa, I say, God, I, I don't want to get up there. I say, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, di- I, you know. And then I sit and think, I say, well, whose kingdom am I building? It's God's kingdom. So I have to obey God. I for me, just being disobedient, I could lose out with God. So, I'm going to pray for them. They're going to turn and pray for me. Once they pray for me, they're going to spread out across the front just like they are right now. And everyone that is weary or needs strength or even if you're sick, you're going to line up across here. I'm going to eliminate something. Uh, usually we go in line and, and we'll stand um, and we want certain people to pray for us. No. When he gave the broken fish and the bread to the disciples, and they went out among the people, everyone, they ate, and they was filled. And so those that, that want prayer, all they're going to do is, is that you can come to the front, stand however you want to, and they're just going to move. They're just going to lay hands. I want you to hear me very clearly. This is not the time to come up and say, hey, for 30 years the devil been after me. And you're 25 years old. <laughs> and he's just been on me. This is not a time to tell the story because the Lord knows. This is not a time for them to take a long time to lay hands. It's just this simple. In Jesus' name. Somewhere, like Sister Root Minister, by laying on the hands, the strength is going to come. God's going to do it. So stretch your hands this way as I walk down and just lay hands because I got to have the staff. They got to have the strength. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. 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 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to st- the Joshua team mixed with staff, stretch your hands this way. And some of you guys can come close. Lay hands on me. I, I need to stretch to not get weary and not get overwhelmed with everything that, that the Lord is saying. I cannot afford to take a break in my spirit, in my mind. I can't coast. I can't do it. I cannot. Walk through the Holy Ghost. Now they're going to spread back out. Now listen, you, you have a choice today. You can let pride allow you to stay where you are. Brother Gonzalez, I don't know how, I don't know when. God is not done. You're going, you're going to do more than what you're doing. Just keep doing. That's what the message told you what you know to do. There's more. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You have not been forgotten. It may seem that way. When you look up there and you see them and you see the times they get in the minister and stuff, and, you know, and you haven't, there's times it'll come to my mind later, and God is doing it on purpose. I don't know what he's building, but he's building something. And that due season is coming. If anybody try to tell you something different, they're lying. Matter of fact, there's something that's just resonating back in my mind, and I, I, I will not say anything about it. But God, it's not done. Don't get weary in what you're doing. Don't get weary. You, you are another one. God is not done with you, Sister Maria Brown. I'm telling you, God has more. And so if you're fighting it and, you, and you're ready to give up and you, you, throw, you want to throw in a towel, you, you don't feel like you can go any farther, then I want you to come, stand wherever you need to stand on this front. Just come. Just come. 